You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Wow, it's that time of year, Ankeny. We're kicking off a new school year and have so many exciting things happening. I've invited two executive directors in our district uh, to um, help us think about the new year and how we're going to start. Uh, Tara Owens is the executive director of elementary schools and Bev Kuhn is the executive director of secondary schools for Ankeny Schools. So let's start with uh, Bev. Um, she has more than 25 years invested in the Ankeny, school, Ankeny Schools. She started as a high school science teacher and has spent the last 20 years as an administrator supporting both Parkview and Northview Middle Schools. She is now the executive director of secondary education working uh, uh, and supporting principals in our middle and high schools. Our second guest, I'm sorry, welcome, Bev. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yep. Um, our second guest is Tara Owen, who who has close to 20 years with the Ankeny School. She started in Ankeny as a special education teacher at Parkview Middle School, then transitioned to teaching sixth grade. Tara began her administrative career in 2009 with Des Moines Public Schools and returned to Ankeny in 2014 as the principal of Northeast Elementary, then Southeast Elementary. She is now the executive director of elementary schools, supporting the district's 10 elementary schools and Terrace Learning Center. Thanks for joining me, uh, Tara and Beth. Thanks. So um, top of mind for all of our parents in Ankeny right now, we're, I think, less than 12 hours away is the first day of school. But before we start talking about the first day of school, um, many of our parents and some of our students that are listening may be um, asking the question, what is an executive director of elementary schools or ele uh, executive director of secondary schools? And so, Bev, can you talk, uh, talk to our listeners about what is it that you do and you know, what are your goals um, in this particular role? Sure. Well, it's an exciting opportunity to really be in buildings and to work with um, the teachers and the administrators that are leading those buildings. We have a great opportunity in this role to support um, leadership, building improvement, continuous improvement, all the things that need to happen so that kids have a great um, school experience through this role. And so we can um, support uh, administrators, principals, uh, coach them through the work that they do to lead their buildings, to build that great culture um, that we know is so important um, and directly impacts students. And then all of the myriad of things that principals um, and teacher leaders have on their plates, working really to support that so they can spend the majority of their time focusing on the things that make a difference in classrooms so that your students have a great experience regardless of which building they might be uh, in for the particular upcoming year. And Tara, I know that uh, in your previous district, uh, prior to um, coming to Ankeny, you had the opportunity to, to engage in this work. And so can you tell me why coaching is so important uh, in this role? And you know, what, what should principals, principals and parents be expecting from your role working with our elementary and our um, Terrace Learning Center? When I think about being a principal, um, oftentimes it feels as if uh, you're making decisions um, with a very small team. And to be able to have someone that you partner with regularly to just sit down and be a thought partner and to um, look at different situations, whether it's um, a PLC or a staff meeting, um, and talk about what really went well. And um, then also look at what about next time or thinking about 
I saw this connection um, with your building, with the building across the district, and you are doing something really similar. It would be great if you two partnered to be able to not feel as if you're doing it just on this, this siloed island. And um, so building that collaborative relationship between not only the teams in their building, but across the districts is something that I look forward to doing. One of the things that I talked about last year during board meetings is this idea of building capacity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bev, when we think about building capacity in our administrative team, what does that actually mean? Yeah, I think to Tara's point, I think there's um, we have the good fortune of being able to bring really talented uh, people to our team, people with lots of strengths. But my, my, my strength as a principal might be different than your strength as a, a leader and really capitalizing collectively. Like how can we put our strengths together to kind of build that capacity across our buildings, across our teams, so that we get the uh, advantages, right, that our different skill sets bring. Um, and then I also think just um, – the, gosh, there's so much in building capacity that is um, woven into the daily work, right. right? Like living the daily work and actually being able to reflect on, like in these situations, thinking about all the different perspectives that fit into them and then thinking about like, how can we um, execute in this situation, but how can we take the best of this and then use it in future situations so that we continue to um be able to approach complex, nuanced situations. We work with people. Um, there's lots of complexity there, but really doing that to build that skill set within individuals, but across teams and across buildings to really maximize what our kids get to experience in classrooms. Thank you. And so, Tara, um, in, in addition to building uh, leadership capacity, we also talk about instructional leadership. And when you know, when you think about instructional leadership, especially in in in, in the role of principal, assistant principal. What does that actually mean, and how do you support that in your role in your role in helping our schools get better? Oh, instructional leadership. It is something that I hope every principal is able to protect large amounts of time to be able to dig into. Um, when I think of instructional leadership, I think of it as principals. Um, being very present in classrooms and being able to recognize um, the really great instruction that we have taking place in Ankeny and to be able to celebrate that alongside teachers. I also think of them being in professional learning communities and sitting alongside teachers as they're talking about um, and in response to maybe a data set that they received and where do we need to um, pivot with our instruction. I see them um going in and doing an inquiry cycle and modeling alongside teachers. And so they're walking the walk um, alongside them and continuing to refine their practices. So instructional leadership is such a broad um, gift to the principal, but we need to protect time. And I'm hoping with some of our role uh, that principals will feel like they have the time to be able to dig in alongside their teachers. Yeah. And so with a, with a new school year, there's just so much excitement. Mm-hmm. There's change, and I, I know sometimes parents don't like that word change, but we're a growing district, and so I just have to tell a, a real quick story. And so I, I was, um, my family and I were uh, were new to the area last year, and so uh, we had to register our our student, my, our children late, and so uh, my uh, girls didn't have the opportunity to actually go to their neighborhood school, and so they ended up having to go on the bus. And then when we registered for this year, 
uh, now they'll be able to go to their neighborhood school. So I think I'm more excited about that than they are because now they get to walk to school. Um, however, and so you know, this this past weekend I had the opportunity to um, we did some practice mm-hmm. runs, and so we we uh, we walked together. Actually, I drove and I, I just followed them as they walked. I don't know if that makes me lazy or not, but um, <laughs> um, they, they had to walk to school, then walk back. I timed them, and so I know parents are doing those those types of things. But let's talk about our elementary kids, Tara. And so, our, for our elementary parents, especially our 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 our, our new parents that are taking their children to uh, Terrace uh, Pre K Center, and then also our kindergarten. Um, parents, no. What should our parents keep in mind about this first week of school for those young, young students? I love that you're practicing, Absolutely. practicing routines. That is what we hope for all. Uh, so I, I think about um, just front lo- front loading some of those things with kids as far as okay, when we get when we get to school. You're going to walk into the doors, and mom and dad are not going to be able to walk in the doors with you. But we promise you there's going to be a grown-up. We'll have student leaders. We'll have so many people there to support our students to make sure that they get to their classrooms uh, safely. When you walk in um, and you're pulling into the parking lot or you're driving, there's often, I love the first day of school, everyone's taking pictures and finding Mm -hmm. the signs. And um, and then just talking to the kids saying, okay, after school, this is where I'm going to be or this is your routine that you'll have. So just really doing exactly what you said, um, trying to... Uh, get ahead of some of those routines, practice those routines, and then just reassure the kids that there's a bunch of amazing people inside that building that are there just for you to be able to support. And um, they'll feel that and they'll live that once they get in there. But um, the wave is the hardest thing, but yet it's, it's exciting for them. So I, I did tell some principals that I, I would come and volunteer for lunch duty. The one thing that I won't do during lunch is open mustard packets. For some reason, that smell just lingers. And I just can't do it. However, I am the, I will, will be in lunch rooms to help um, our young people with the uh, milk cartons, the juice containers, and anything else that they need during lunch. But routines are just really important that our elementary parents will be setting up. Our elementary teachers and parents should be setting up for the first few weeks of school. So let's talk about transitions, Mm -hmm. Beth. And so we have a lot of students transitioning from fifth grade to their first middle school experience at uh, um, at our six, seven buildings. And so what should our, and then also transitions from our six, seven building to our eight, nine buildings. So, So what should those parents, especially the ones that are transitioning their kids for the first time to a 6-7 building, what should they expect um, their children uh, or child to experience when they go? So one of the things I love about the transition to middle school is every student is thinking like, oh my gosh, what if? But they forget that everybody is new to that environment. So everyone, right, is going through that newness, the worries, the like, what if this doesn't go exactly how I have it planned? So buildings have done a great job They've already had opportunities before even school has started to be in, to meet people, um, to kind of get familiarized with the building. So know that our um, staffs and our 
teachers that are receiving um, students in those transitions are aware of the newness. And it's all hands on deck, helping kids be confident in where they're going. Um, they can see the look of I'm not sure and interact with the student, help them find where they're going. Um, but they've done a lot of pre-work already to help with that transition. And really, the first few days, everyone's getting used to being in a new environment and kind of learning about what middle school looks like and how it works. And after a week, kids are like, yeah, I'm not so sure what I was worried about, right? Like, it becomes familiar. And I think that's, you know, that's the beauty of the start of a year. There's unknowns and excitement in that. But just the opportunity to live it creates that comfort and that confidence um, to be able to do that. And know that our staff is really thoughtful at all of those transition points. Um, they choose middle school for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're keenly aware of what our students need in those transition moments. And they're looking for those things and supporting students and helping them navigate that. So as they roll into the second week of school, they feel like they're pros, right? Like they know what they're doing um, and they've got they've got a great, um, you know, just a great opportunity to be like any other school day. What about the our, our, our students transitioning into high school? What, what should parents be aware of as far as what are the differences between our eight, nine buildings and high school? And, you know, what should they be doing to support their children transitioning uh, to either Centennial or Ankeny? Yes, our high school teams have done a great job of really thinking about kind of a soft start for our um, sophomores coming into both of the buildings where they have some time just for sophomores to get familiar with the building, to get some of those key structures um, for navigating their school year. I think oftentimes we um, underestimate the amount of commitments our high schoolers have in their lives. They have school, they have activities, some of them are also working, they've got plenty of things going outside of school. And so when we really think about that transition to school, we're thinking about the school part, but also um, parents think about helping your child manage kind of their whole their whole set of activities, their whole um, kind of experience as they go through, because it's the combination of those things that oftentimes are the hard part to kind of juggle. But our sophomores are really kind of um, going to love some of uh, the opportunities and freedoms that they have as high school students. Again, our um, sophomore uh, teachers are very much thinking about um, what that looks like for them. I was over at our high schools last week and they were talking about what does that introduction and orientation look like for our students that are joining um, as sophomores and also some of our juniors and seniors that are new to us in Ankeny. What does that transition look like for them and supporting that really positive, productive high school experience? And so when you think about our students that are in middle school, so our middle school students and then our high school students, what are some of the most important um, supports, you know, social emotional supports our parents can provide for our kids in the middle mm -hmm. and then for our kids at high school? Because you know, they're transitioning to a larger school. They're attempting to identify, you know, you know their, their, their group the people that they're going to be friends with for the next, you know, six, six years or so, you know, uh, you know what is it that a parent, as a parent, what can we do to help 
ease that transition and support you know what teenagers go through in these middle years and as they transition to high school mm-hmm. i think of the magic of being able to talk with your child right building in some of those opportunities i think about all of the times where i put my own kids in the car mm-hmm. um just so it was the two of us so that they could talk um, and share some of those things so really looking at those as at those touch points that you might have um, and being more specific than like hey tell me about your day asking some specific questions like what went really well today who did you have a chance to meet someone new today what's going on you know with your friends how did this particular activity so really trying to think about specific things um, to engage your kids and try to um, have them uh, participate in that conversation because as parents we can read our kids oftentimes but we know sometimes in middle school and high school they don't always communicate with us as much as uh, we would like them to as parents so look for those opportunities to do that how do you build that kind of into your daily or w- weekly routine and then really thinking about like how to help your students identify someone at school that they feel like is a great um, ally for them, someone that they can connect to. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's a counselor, maybe it's a peer in activity, maybe it's a coach or an advisor. Like um, eliciting from them who they also see at school that could be that great support um, or just sounding board, right, for our, our students as they kind of navigate that whole time of young adolescence. So interacting with our kids, prompting those conversations, even when they want to be quiet sometimes, and then helping them think about who they connect to um, outside of their family to provide that ongoing support, whether it's an adult at school or in another activity that they are involved in. Speaking of activities, um, one of the activities that I'm I'm really looking forward to in my fifth fifth, uh, grader uh, daughter is looking forward to is Junior Achievement BizTown. And so I know for some of our schools, BizTown is going to be right around the corner, I believe, starting in in October. So I just want to give a shout out to all of our schools that are, and our students that will be applying for jobs. Uh, if you want me to, please invite me. I, I am available for interviews like I did last year, but I'm really looking forward to uh, Junior Achievement BizTown. And so, you know, one of the things that um, has been a national topic in addition to a metro topic here in the Des Moines area is the, the the topic of employee shortages. And so, Tara, can you talk to our listeners about what have we done as a district? What have our principals done to work to minimize the impact on teacher shortages that we're seeing across our nation? Yeah, I think our principals partnering with our human resources department, a shout out to HR. They have worked so hard at um, just really thinking about our staffing plans well in advance to be able to start that early recruitment of qualified staff. At the elementary level, I know we're fully staffed for certified. Um, We're continuing to um, get closer and closer with our associate supports through the job fairs that we've had. Um, but it, it is it is looking at the needs of our um, staff and then really making sure that we're going beyond just the typical relying on a website and getting out there and um, seeing who's available and then um, getting to know people. So um, we have worked hard and principals have worked hard to make sure that through the interview process, they're getting to know the staff and making sure they're a right fit, not only for their building, but um, for the students that they support too. So very uh, feeling very good about our staffing for the elementary 
entry level um, and continuing to look for the associates. So if anyone's interested, make sure you look on the website or reach out to a school and ask more questions about that. Absolutely. So Bev, what about secondary? So in, in our secondary schools, um, we tend to have uh, content-specific teachers mm -hmm. that we're looking for. And so how, how we approach um, making sure that we have the best teachers in front of our students beginning tomorrow. Yes. So I'm going to echo what Tara sh uh, shared. Uh, I feel like our collective team was really very proactive because we started back in October of last year thinking about, gosh, what do we need? What does that look like? How do we tap into um, – resources within our own community and outside of our community for people who are highly specialized um, in some of the areas that we know are traditionally in a given year hard to hire for but now um, you know have that extra layer so we um, kind of to the point of the recruitment but really being connected and really being proactive way early um, in the in the season for thinking about hiring and then also thinking about what are all the really viable options to get a high quality person into our system. And let's explore all of those simultaneously so that when we come around to the start of school, we have those people in classrooms working with kids. So again, shout out to all of the people in our community who advocate for our schools and say it's a great place to work. You should think about being a part of um, Ankeny Schools and our extended partnership that are really both um, doing the training programs for um, those high, uh, speci highly specialized areas um, and being really uh, invested in making sure that we can uh, get kids in our classrooms that are well-equipped in their content area to provide a great experience. And so from our teachers to our administrators, I, I think that we've done a wonderful job of recruiting this season. So we have a really good mix of, as far as the people that we've recruited into the district, a really good mix of novice teachers and administrators and seasoned mm -hmm. teachers and administrators. And so you know, what's the value add of having such a diverse um, employee base um, when you think about how we're serving our kids in the district? Uh, and I'll, I'll have you t uh, answer first, Tara. Yeah, I to be able to have a variety of experiences and backgrounds on a common grade level or within an elementary building, um, it's, it's something we hope for. Um, looking at teachers who are coming from other districts to be able to say, you know, here's something we tried, or this is something that um, I've done in the past we would always want that. And then to have our new teachers to the profession um, leaving um, the university level and having a variety of experiences, whether it was with their student teaching experience or if it was within um, a class that they took, um, there is there is genius in every level of teacher that we have. And um, looking at the PLCs, teachers are recognizing that. They want that too. And so then kids see that. So no, I, I can't say enough. And then I also think of once we get these new teachers, um, a shout out to our mentoring program, um, once we want to make sure that they stay. And so um, the mentoring that we're providing our new teachers and our veteran teachers as they enter into the district is at a high level. So not only to be able to have those close people that they're able to support, um, be supported by at the at the building, but also at that district level um, so they can see that uh, the value that they're adding, but then also to recognize I have places to go if I need to be able to reach out with questions. And so for our listeners, Tara has referenced um, PLC uh, 
um, during this session. So PLC stands for Professional Learning Community. And um, we won't, maybe we'll have another session and talk about what professional learning communities are and how we use them in our district. But I want, um, I want to provide uh, Tara and Bev an opportunity to give our parents who are dropping their kids off some advice around uh, what to expect and uh, what that should look like, especially if you're dropping them off in a car. And so at, at the elementary level, Tara, you know, what should our parents know about dropping their children off um, at, the, at the school? The traffic pattern. I'd say that every elementary school has a well-thought-out traffic pattern on the first few days. Might take a little longer than usual, and so maybe plan accordingly. Um, and especially if you're um, dropping off, oftentimes we'll have a ton of adults outside at the curb to be able to help get your kids out and just keep the cars flowing so um, everyone can get off to work on time. And if you're walkers, there will be, um, we will have adults that will help safely walk kids across at certain areas. So you'll want to see where the crossing guards are located for that. Um, and then same for after school. If you're coming to pick kids up, they will be walking out. They'll be tired. It will be a full day of, um, of learning and building new friendships. But the same would go is um, just there will be cars that will be lined up. And we oftentimes have kids get in the back seat and there will be supports on that and then um, carrying on so we can move that next group of cars around. Um, but it's it's usually a well-oiled machine at every building, and um, and they're always excited to help out if you have a question. Secondary, Bev, what should our parents expect? Gosh, there's so much overlap in that. I would just say also, like, kids come with stuff, um, not necessarily in the first few days, but having their things ready when it's their turn to get out of the car to actually have their backpack or their instrument or their practice equipment with them so that it's ease in that. And then really... Our parents are so gracious. Just use the adults that are there to kind of guide and follow that and um, interact with them so that we can keep things moving sm uh, smoothly. And I would just say shout out for our high school um, friends that are new drivers navigating, <laughs> right, the parking lot. So right. if you're dropping off at, at one of our uh, high schools, know that you have potentially the opportunity to interact with students who are using their driving permits and their school permits for the first go around. So just be patient um, in that process. Remind your, your student drivers to also be patient in that process um, so that everyone can just get off to a great start. That's so funny. I'm, you just made me think of my oldest son who, who um, when he started driving to high school, he refused to park next to anyone because he was just afraid of hitting someone. So that's just really funny to me. <laughs> so, uh, Tara, do you, do you have a message for any for our teachers and administrators in the buildings that you support? Uh, thank you. I think it's just a big thank you. They have worked so hard. Uh, many have started coming in August 1st, some before then. Principals have been working all summer. Uh, we get to this point where I've just said we're ready for kids. We are ready to get kids in the door, and we're excited to have them. And that just doesn't happen um, in a day or two. But they have prepared. They have collaborated. They have learned. They've been in math learning for the past few days. Um, so just a big shout out to all of our teachers for everything they do to, to make sure every student comes in and feels really good about school. Um, and same with principals, too. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Bev, for our community members that may not have children in in the district, what's something that they need to know about what we're, what's happening in Ankeny Community School District that 
um, they, they might necessarily be aware of from, from your perspective? Mm-hmm. Gosh, you know, I just had this uh, exchange actually this weekend because a parent had said, hey, I don't have any school-age children this year. I'm not really in the back-to-school mode of things. Um, but, you know, excited for, for those um families that are kind of making that transition. So one, we would just want to echo, we're working really hard in our schools to um, grow students uh, and help them develop as people so that they make great neighbors and, you know, people that you're working with are are, um, serving you in their jobs and activities or whatever you might uh, interact with them. Um, But also that you're still very much engaged in our community. um, And together we do that. We have lots of opportunities um, to volunteer. If you think you want to be a community member that would like to be connected to a school and you have a gift um, that you can offer, please uh, reach out and volunteer. But um, know that there are lots of folks who are working hard to create uh, current and future community members that will continue to make Ankeny a great place um, to live for all of us, whether you have school-aged children or, or you're uh, in a different phase of your life. So thank you to Bev Kuhn and Tara Owen. Owen Owens are executive directors for elementary and secondary. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this episode of We Are Ankeny. Um, I want to welcome everyone back uh, to school and we're really excited um, to have everyone join us next week when we have Tim Simpkins and Dr. Darren Hawk join us again to give us an update on the new Nevlin Center renovation and the construction of our newest elementary school. If you haven't already done so, subscribe uh, to this We Are Ankeny podcast right now before you sign off. See you next time. We are Ankeny. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools.